Well, we all have our favorite mug, I think. Maybe some people don't care much about mugs. I care about mugs. I come from a family where people seem to have cared about mugs. My grandmother had special mugs. I get a special mug when I go back to my mom's place. We have mugs at home. I use the same one every morning, more or less. Use the same one every night, more or less. It's kind of a comfort thing. It turns out that there's a bit more to this. Jen Kirsch is a writer and a journalist, and uh, she's actually written about this. So how do you pick your mug for your morning coffee, afternoon tea? Do you always use the same one or do you mix it up? Or why do you pick the ones you do? Habit, sentimentality, practicality, they're clean. It's one of them. Jen Kirsch joins me now. She's just published a piece in the Globe and Mail all about this very topic. So curl up and enjoy. Jen Kirsch, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> this is an interesting topic. One of the things I always find fascinating about pieces like that is the first question is always, well, what inspired you? What inspired you to sit down and say, I think I'm going to write about this? It, what's so interesting to me, Ben, is I literally wake up every morning and do the exact same thing. It's like a very like Groundhog Day style thing. You know, I wake up, I go downstairs into the kitchen and I open a cupboard and I have like over 50 mugs that I've collected from people and places over the years. They're just sitting there. I never really realized that I took so long to choose a mug each morning and I got called out for it. And it's because I take the time to think about what feeling I want to evoke for the day. So, you know, if I have a sort of playful, fun, bright mug, I'm going to kind of evoke that mood for the day. It's going to set the tone for my day. I've been called out on this before. If I go to other people's places or cottages or anything, um, people say, why are you taking so much time to look? Like, just choose a mug. It's just a vessel for like a warm cup of tea. Yeah. And I just, something told me I have to write about this because you know, as a writer, you get caught in your head, the whole job you live in your head. So I think about what are these daily rituals that we do? Am I alone in this? Am I the weird one? Or are other people the weird ones for, you know, not taking the time and using the one convenient mug or sort of whatever's available at the office that you're at or something like that. And I think that there's something to it. So I just wanted to, you know, put 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 it to the paper and kind of just see and, and make people feel like they're not alone if they take the time to do this too and how transformative it could be for your day. I, I thought everyone was kind of a mug person. I remember growing up, my grandmother had, like you, you would never drink the same coffee in the in the same mugs in the morning as you would in the evening those were like it was like two different beverages so totally. she would have these yeah these like little formica cups you drank and those were the morning coffee cups and the evening coffee cups had like proper saucers and so on uh it, in your case you kind of really went dove into it as to why you pick certain cups uh for certain you know certain reasons Right. So for me, I mean, like, this has been a crazy past couple of years, you know, quote, unquote, unprecedented times. I think that we're being way more aware of our habits and our surroundings and what we do to sort of self soothe in certain moments. Um, so yeah, for me, looking at different mugs and how they affect my day, I thought if I could kind of dive into that, readers could feel less alone. And I think we all just want to feel less alone. I, I one thing I wrote that struck my editor when I originally pitched this piece is I was able to um, almost notice when I've come overcome 
life's milestones or certain things. So loss and heartbreak, maybe um, a ghost of boyfriend passed, maybe they bought me a mug or we had a mug from an experience traveling together or something like that. When I sit from that mug again, even though that love is gone and we've moved on, I know that I've sort of come out of heartbreak from a stronger place and perspective. And there's something really beautiful about that. That is. So how do you decide when you come down in the morning? I, I, I guess you kind of grab for reach for the same one I do. They're Moomins. This is a, a Scandinavian or it's a Swedish children's character called the Moomin. And my mom bought me these two cups when she was in Sweden a while ago. And it was odd because, of course, I don't I don't read <laughs> Moomin. I think they were actually for my for someone else. Um, but I wound up with them and they're the perfect size for the coffee machine I have made. So I just use them every morning. It doesn't matter what, you know, there's nothing to it other than that. Right. Uh, in your case, your case, it was a bit more, it, it was seemed a bit more purposeful than that. Yeah. You know, I just try to be really mindful of the things I do. I think that we're like the arc, like our own architect of our own happiness and our mood and our feelings. So I'll reach for something. Um, you know, my mom passed away when I was a teenager and I have all of her mugs that she used to have. And I love reaching, like if I had a really successful day or I pitched a great article or, you know, booked a great segment or something like that, I feel like a part of her is with me when I'm drinking from it. You know, if I'm having a hard time or going through some mental health struggle or anything like that, um, I've been reaching for this owl mug that I bought during the pandemic. And it allows me when I sit from it to kind of see how far I've come. And I kind of think of it in a fun way. I mean, not a doctor, but I think of it in a fun way as mugs as therapy. So how do you want to set the tone for your day? If you have a mug, I mean, you have this, this beautiful story of your mom getting you these mugs, but if there were negative feelings with that, seeing that every day is going to trigger you and it's going to affect your day, having it in front of you on your counter as you're sipping your coffee your tea, whatever it is. So I think if we could be more mindful of how, what we surround ourselves with and how it makes us feel that we could be better people and it could promote, um, you know, a bit of a sense of happiness and control during these uncontrollable times. If, if warm drinks are meant to bring you comfort, it only makes sense that the receptacle with which the warm drink is poured should probably also bring you some level of comfort. Right. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I was just going to say that I have, I said I have 50 or over 50 mugs. And yet in all these years, I've only got rid of, I only got rid of one. I gave it to my niece. It was a beautiful mug, baby blue. It had gold sparkles on it and it said sparkle. I absolutely loved it. However, it was given to me from a friend and we had a bit of a falling out and it was very hard for me to leave that sort of toxic friendship that once I did, I felt like having that in my house was holding me back in some way, even though it's at the back of the cupboard. I knew it was there. So kind of gifting it to someone else was a bit of a joy for me because my younger niece loves it and she gets joy out of it because it's from me. And I've sort of changed the narrative of the mug. Right. I'm speaking with writer journalist Jen Kirsch, who's just published a piece in the Globe and Mail about the mindfulness of the mug you select in the morning or the cup, whatever you like to drink out of. Um, one of the things I always struggled with, with, with anything like that, with, with anything breakable is that if you love it and you want to use it, especially something like a glass or a cup, you're always running the risk that you're going to break it. <laughs> oh, yes. And that's, and then it prevents you from using it. And then during your life that you're living, you don't get the joy of using it. 
I say use it. And if it breaks, it was a sign that you need to be leaning into something else. I got so much reception from this article. I heard from so many people. I was surprised many of the readers use the exact same mug. Some have used the same mug for over 15 years. I just believe if the mug breaks, that's your time to lean into the next one. And you know, our lives, we, we have this constant in life, everything is changing. And so could be our collection of mugs as well. Do you ever reach back into your collection and sort of liberate one that maybe you haven't looked at in a while or one that you hadn't thought about in a while? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have the same, I sort of have this rotation of six predominant ones I use. And I think because I use them so much, they're comforting as well. But I found one at the back of the collection that um, my sister, she's nine years older than me. And it was a very 80s, like very dated mug with like old school dial phones on it. And it said world's best daughter. I like to think my parents got that for her before I was born, Um, but she was born in the 70s. So um, seeing that was so great. And I saw it and I thought, I remember being really young and thinking how cool my older sister was drinking from this mug. And she came over a couple of weeks ago and I showed it to her. I told her about the mug first. She didn't even remember it. And she saw it and she just, you could just see her emotions change. Wow. And I just feel there's such a power in mugs. Mugs are, um, they can be quite economical. I think it's a great gift, a great forget me not. I mean, you know, with Valentine's Day and all these things, and even just for no reason at all, if you see a mug and it reminds you of a person, I just think that's the greatest gift you could give because every time they open their cupboard or use it, they'll be thinking of you. I moved a lot, so I don't have the kind of, it didn't take along the, uh, I moved countries a lot, so I didn't take along a lot of those things. So the mugs that we have at home are all things that are relatively new. Although when I go home to my mom's place in Ottawa, she's kept this, I I won't go into why I was a Minnesota North Stars fan as a child, a hockey team fan, even though I was from Montreal, but she still has this Minnesota North Stars (laughs) mug of mine that still sits there. And this other little one that had like a Lacoste alligator on it. Oh, um, and, and, they, and they still exist. She still has them. And every time I go there, that's what she puts coffee in for. Normally. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the thing. I, I spoke about this in my piece. I also, I see it. So I say mugs for therapy, but also mugs as a prescription. So if you have a friend coming over, who's maybe navigating a breakup and heartbreak, you're not going to give her a mug like single and ready to mingle or something <laughs> romantic that you got. You're going to give her a mug. Maybe that's yellow. That's bright. That says you're the sunshine or, you know, all these things you could put anything on a mug as well. So I think being mindful of what you give other people. And I love seeing what people give me and no judgment. If you guys are listening, no judgment. If you have the exact same mugs, every single one looks the same, very, a little sterile. That's fine too. That's your thing. And that's okay to have. But it's really nice to have this collection of memories that each time you maybe use it, another memory could be drawn out or brought up for you. I hope listeners tonight open up that cupboard and look at that collection of mugs a little bit differently. Jen Kirsch, thank you so much. Thank you so much.